Go. Okay. Uh, I'm doing something very. Un- we're going to do something very unpopular. Today. I'm sorry. That's really what we do now. We don't do popular things. We do unpopular things. So um, we're going to talk about tochacha. No. Uh, Good. The tochacha is Good. not happy and it's not comfortable, but we're going to talk about it because that's what we got to do. Because in the Torah. Instead, we, you know, we read the Tochachah. The reason we know the Tochachah is because people read it really quiet and they read it really fast. And it's a very hard thing to have a bar mitzvah boy do because then he has to learn how to like read the Tochachah in an undertone, like not supposed to, right? We get, we, we get through it quickly, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't understand it um, and what's going on in there. And there's one word that comes up over and over and over and over and over in Tochachah. So let's take a look. Uh, so the talk, it starts out very positively, you know, if you do the right thing. It's another, it's another piece that people don't usually focus on. Bechukosai people usually ignore because it's usually connected to Bahar. Bahar, Bechukosai. And so you just, you just do Bahar. Right? You just talk about Bahar. We don't talk about Bechukosai. That's uncomfortable. So we're just like, stay away from it. But this year, Bechukosai is by itself, which uh, causes us problems. So we have to look at it. So... First, we start with the good stuff, and then we get to the bad stuff. If you're going to despise um, my commandments, and your, my statutes are going, your soul will, be, will reject. It's not like delicate language here, right? You're going to like reject me entirely, says Hashem. So I'll do the same thing to you. And he goes through all the things that he's going to do back. And if you treat me like this, I'll treat you the same way. And one of the ways that he does that is it talks about the word keri over and over again. Pazik chaf aleph. Vim telchu imi keri. If you're going to follow with me, they, they translate this, safaria, in a way that I actually don't understand. I mean, we'll see if we understand a little bit. Yeah, if you remain hostile towards me. So we'll see if that's a, a shot that we can, you know, a translation that we agree with or not. It doesn't come from nowhere, but it's not the simple shot, that's for sure. But vim telchu imi keri. You don't want to listen to me. I'll hit you seven times over what you did to me. You're going to walk with me that way? So I'll walk with you that way. And I'm going to do all, again, all the terrible stuff that's going to happen. And then, Pazit Chav Zayin. I'll do the same thing with you. So clearly, Hashem thinks that this. Holeich with him, Kerry, is a bad thing. Okay? And the question is, what does it mean? Why is it so central to this conversation? And what, 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 do, we, what do we do with it? And what is it, obviously, most importantly, what are we going to learn from it? Right? What's going what's to mean for us? Has Hashem ever done any of these things to us that it says? Right, like, it, basically, it, it basically describes, yeah. it basically describes, like, the Chorban. Mothers will eat their children. Like, you know, it describes, like, the Shoah, to be honest. Like, it describes, like, horrible, horrible stuff. So, you know, these things d- did happen to us. And they really did happen to us. Um, you know, that the enemies will run after you, and they'll destroy you, and they'll you have, you know, that, you know th- these are things that did happen to us in times of the Chorban, in times of the Shoah, in times of the Crusades. Like, these are things that really, a lot of them happened, you know. Uh, so, so um, that's definitely true that they came true. Right. Yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's really it's really you know, you know. um, It it did happen. So, but the question at first, and the the showazim weren't necessarily hostile. The people uh, that are affected are not right. Well, this is going to be that. Look, it's not delved out, divvied out to based on your actions. If you do something bad, you not if the nation, right? Well, well, let's 
let's get to your, what your let's go to your <laughs> real question. Which we're we're going to talk about it for a little bit at the end. But what's your real question, Jenny? No, what's your real question? What are you really asking? You're asking a much more theologically problematic question. I'm asking why uh, bad things happen to good, good people. Good people. Right. Right, meaning, like, or if you get, if you want to go even further, if these things are described, if this is describing things that happened in the time of the Chorban, Chorban's easier for us to Chazal tell us why the Chorban happened, bad things that Jewish people did. Right, but if it describes things that happened in the Holocaust, so that leads to the question of, did the Holocaust happen because we were bad? Yeah, but everybody at the Harbaugh was an evil also. Which correct, correct, correct. Not every person was evil. No, correct, but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, we, you, we, it does lead to that question. Don't get me wrong. That's why we don't like to, like to talk about this. But there are plenty of Rebbeim over the years who have said that. So, so I, I don't want to like, I wanna, let's, let's learn, but let's keep that question in mind. We should keep it in mind. We can't ignore it. It's a question that you can't ignore. Um, but but there's, a, there's a whole philosophical debate about whether it's even in any way, like, a pro, like, can we really say that we know anything about why things like this happen, right? But, but, but the Torah tells us, right, but the Torah does tell us, and we can't hide from that, and the Torah does tell us why bad things happen to Am Yisrael, because halach to me, me, carry. So it's really, you know, it's, that's why it's so uncomfortable. But let, let's pause from, like, real life for a second and just learn, and then we can put it back in real life. Because we just, if we try to keep it real life the whole time, we're going to have a hard time even reading it. Right? I'm serious. You can't, you can't, you can't like, mm-hmm. right? You can't do this unemotionally if you're using your emotions. If your emotions are, 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 if your emotions are tapped in the whole time, it's going to be hard to, to learn and to understand what's happening. So let's learn it and then we can put the emotions back in afterwards. So, so let's just understand what this means. Because if we don't know what it means, we can't learn anything from it, right? One is the word carry itself. But then there's also to, to walk with me. It's a very interesting Phraseology. So what does it mean? So let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi in source number two. What does Rashi say? Vim telcho imi b'keri. Rabbosenu amru arai. B'mikre. Right? It's happenstance. Things that just happen. Right? Who is the best example of people who thought that things were happenstance that we find that we meet those nation in the Torah? Amalek. Amalek. Because what does it say about Amalek? Asher karcha baderech. Same language. Right? They just happened upon us, right? Karen and Chazal, Karcha, yeah, Kara, just, just like Arai, there's like oh, things that just, like Kara Kufresh Hey, right? Things that just happen, huh. right? That's one shot, right? This, you, you walk with me, but carry, eh, like it happens, it happens, things happen, you know, life happens, things happen, right? Which is sometimes a, a helpful uh, emotional thing for us, eh, things happen, whatever, but, right, do we really believe that things just happen? That's not what we really belief, right? So that's the language of arai, meaning bimikra, happenstance. She'enu liprakim. So if that's true with, if keri is the way I can view the world, right? That's a, a way of viewing the world. Let's say, that a malik believe that there's no, there's no Hashem, Hashem doesn't control anything, things just happen in the world. Right? There's no Hashem. So that's, that's one thing. That's not exactly what he means. Because he's saying that, that we are holich with Hashem, keri. So we walk with Hashem, happenstance. What does that mean? So it says Rashi, She'enu el leprakim. It's only, prakim means basically, literally means chapters, right? Meaning, here, here and there. Here and there. I do it when I want to. I'm holich with Hashem bekeri, meaning? Sometimes I walk with Him, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. 
It depends <laughs> what mood I'm in. It depends how available I am. It depends on the time of day. It depends on, I don't know, right? It depends on all kinds of things. It depends whether I like this part of walking with Hashem or don't like that part about walking with Hashem, right? Kain telchu arai b'mitzvos, right? That I go awry with mitzvahs. So yeah, some mitzvahs I like, some mitzvahs I don't like, some mitzvahs are harder. So, right, it's a very, it's a very strong rebuke, right? That we walk with Hashem b'keri. I walk with Hashem. Not that, and we'll, it's not that not related, but like, not that I don't see Hashem as in control, but that I myself am happenstance with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I am keri. I just, sometimes I'm around, sometimes I'm not around, Right? Fine. That's one shot. Look at the Rashbam. And if that's true, if it's, I, when you're a Holeich and you carry, then I will be with you, carry. How does that, how do those two go together? How does that Mida connect to Mida? I also won't be with you when you necessarily want me or need me. Right. Sometimes I'll be with you when, you when I want to be. Says Hashem. You don't want to be with me all the time? I won't be with you all the time. Okay. Is that the equivalent of it when it says in like a Torah, like Hashem hid himself from the people, like that's the same? Anochi haster haster panai mekem. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hide. Right. Meaning in a certain sense, like you are not interested. Right, you can take it this way when you see in a second, you know, of the way we look at history or look at our lives. If I look at my life as Hashem's not there, Hashem's like, no problem. You don't want me there? I won't be there. Right? You don't, if you don't think that I'm present and aware and, and pulling the strings, so then I'll stop. And I'll, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll throw you to the wind and things will happen as they happenstance because yeah, that's what you think. he says chaymat keri which is like isn't anger An anger of keri. Right. So an anger of So that's like not Sia. happenstance. That's like that's the saying. Unless the, unless the anger of keri means same thing like I'll throw you to out of my anger I'll stop paying attention to you. I'll leave you I'll leave you to the wolves. But it's not really midah connected midah I think is your point. Like, what do you mean? It, it, because now, now God is introducing chema to the carry. We weren't introducing chema. We were just like, okay, sometimes I'll like you know do this, and sometimes I won't. Not interested. Sometimes it's hard. Whatever. God is actually introducing like the emotion. I'll be angry. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be angry. Meaning we're, 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 we're not. Meaning we're not angry. We're not angry. Ah, okay, okay. Like, I'm gonna punish you sevenfold <laughs> right. for your sins. I mean, that's. Not me, Yeah, it's kind of mean. Yeah, it's kind of mean. I told you about that that kid in, when I was in Charleston. I used to oh, meet yes. all these college a woman kids. Who said God's very angry? Yeah, God kills a lot of people. This is a Jewish. She's thing. like God kills a lot of people. Yeah, in the Torah. I was like, it's a fair point. <laughs> Fourteen thousand die here. Twelve thousand die here. Ten thousand. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure God kills all the people. I mean, yeah, no, I no, he, right, but no, but this is like you know, come from perspective of a kid who hadn't gotten to yeshiva. She hadn't like you know, she's like finding God through yeah. the Bible yeah. and through Tanakh. She's like, that doesn't look like a very nice. You talk about God as a nice guy. Well, like, he doesn't sound so nice in the Torah. That's a fair point. How did like the super touchy feely either Hasidish or more? Oh, so, so let's let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, good. So, so uh, fine. So that's Rashi. Rashbam vimtelcho mi keri menachem pirish lashom minia migzeras hukar raglecha. So, whoever this menachem is, that the, that the language of keri is pulling back, right? Hukar raglecha, like language of like it's you're you're you're, you're removing yourself, okay? <laughs> and says Rashbam, the hevel who? That's nonsense. That's not correct. Why? Ki hukar migzeras chatufe pe paal. Okay? Kemo ho shavis avicha min avram yashav. 
So he says this language of hukar is a different word. It's, it's not the word keri. So the keri min kara gzmigzeras ekrako, right? The things happen. V'zeru perisho im telcho mi b'mikra v'lo tadir ka'adam she'eno holech tadir eitzel boro. Right, it really sounds like the same as Rashi. Right, that's someone who, again, isn't there, isn't, doesn't have a consistency in their relationship. Or you're just kind of like hanging around. Okay, fine. But the Ibn Ezra takes it a little bit further. Ibn Ezra says, Keri amurabim shepirusho gevura v'nitsuach. Right, that's different. That's some type of strength of character. Nitsuach, like winning. Right, like to, 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 yeah, victory, what does that mean? Ki ish yechazek libo velo yifached, laman shalo yunutzach, vein reyalo. A person who strengthens his heart and is not afraid in order so that what? He should not be defeated. What does that sound like? Well, maybe. What do you mean? But meaning it's like a stubborn. There's a stubbornness. Right? I don't want to be bested. You're not going to tell me what to do. Imagine a five turning six year old who doesn't want to go to sleep. Right? So they like turn on this like, right? This I'm just. This is totally theoretical. Never happened to you. Like they turn on this strong will. Like you are not. I am not going to lose. They're going to lose. Right? But I'm not going to lose. Right? <laughs> I'm not. Depends on the house, right? But they're not going to lose. I'm not going to lose, right? It's almost like this, like, you're going to tell me what? The, you're, gonna, you're not going to control me. Right? You're not going to control me. Right? I'm not going to bend to your will. I'm going to do what I would like to do. So it's a very different approach. Right? He's saying it's a language of, of strength. Like, like, who do you think you are? Right, telling me what to do. Right, which, by the way, that's a lot more like um, you'll remain hostile, hostile towards right. me. Right, that's the safari is probably using Ibn Ezra more, right? Like, like a, a person who says to God, like, get out, like, right, get out of my face. Like, who do you, th- who do you think you are? Right, you're not going to tell me what to do. And if you act that way, no problem, I'll be hostile back towards you. Right, so that, that and by the way, the media is different. If it's your, you know, you know, ambivalent, you know, you're less than consistent towards God. So fine, so God will be not consistent towards you. If I'm, if I'm fiercely hostile, hostile towards Hashem, I'm not interested, so he'll be, fe- right, the, 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 the response, right, maybe almost like, you know, makes, maybe that, maybe like that better, right, that strong response because there's that hostility that comes out in a certain sense. But okay. Hashem acts with wrath. It says here, the word used yeah. with wrath, so it'll respond with anger. And anger, wrath. because that's the way you were, you're and acting hostile. towards him. Yeah. You're being hostile towards him. Now, the harder part with that is, like, I think it's, you, much, you find it much less, right? At least in our, sociologically, we don't find, like, there is, there are individuals with hostility towards God. There's a lot more apathy towards God right. than hostility towards God today. Right, right totally. today. It's not, it's not usually not, we don't usually see as much hostility. There's some, but a lot less. But it probably depends when you live, you know? Probably depends when you live. Um, you know, it's not, not as much hostility. Um, but that's also, we live in a society where we, we don't force, we do, we, in a much different way, right? Force conformity in the way that maybe someone who's living in the 1600s in Poland felt forced to conform and maybe if they wanted to leave with so, so much harder, maybe they felt more, more of a hostility, right? As opposed to the person now in the 21st century, that's not going to be a, 
you know, a host- oftentimes, not a hostility, <laughs> just uh, I'm not interested, right? But, but yet that, those two are actually compared to slightly, I don't know, I keep on thinking of like the, <coughs> the four banim in the, in the Seder, the answer that the, the stubborn one, the, 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 the Russia, Russia, and versus the like, the apathetic, like Shana, not the Shana, the, the Tom, they're given a very similar response. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Hashem is still responding in the same manner to, to both. Extent, to both. To Whether both. you're going to define carry as casualness or you're going to define it as hostility, Hashem is actually the same way that he gave the same answer to Tom and Russia. Mm-hmm. Hashem gives Give the same, same response. Maybe. So, because at the end of the day, if you're going to be at that laziness, is almost as wor- almost as bad as, as, as the, the hostile. Right. Which is hard. Hostile. Which is hard, though. That's, a, that's hard, no? Does that, that sit no, well with you? I don't think so. Laziness is the same as hostility? My, my grandmother was livid at God her whole life. She was a Holocaust survivor. But we always said like, but that means you believe in God. So like that was something. Right. Wow. Let her like the, you know, my son is a story with the, with the, with the, with the, that they watched, he walked, once walked into the base medrash and there's a guy, the farmer, he's standing at the, at the Aaron Kodesh and he's screaming at a Kodesh Baruch He's screaming, do this to me. I hate you. And so like, he walks in and he's like, what, what is that? And the and the Chassidim says that he, his only cow died this morning. So they said, should we stop him? He said, no. He says, Halavai, we should have right. that type of relation with Yibbon Shalom. That we, you know, feel so connected that when something happens to us, we respond like that. He goes, leave him alone. You know. Yeah. But, uh, but, but. I've been the man the from two weeks ago. Who what? Who <laughs> gets killed for it? Murder. Yeah, good point. Oh, sure. Okay, 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 fine. Sure. Good point. Okay. Fine. But he Sorry, cursed. He cursed no, Hashem. No, Hashem. His curse was that God doesn't exist. That was the guy from two weeks ago. No, he didn't. Actually, I, I, heard that, I actually heard that in different. <laughs> I, I, I actually heard a completely different understanding than that. Yeah. Reference other share. This is the only share. But yes, yeah, so no, it's a good point. It's a good point. But fine. But let's, we're getting we're getting off uh, off track here. Let's go. Let's go to Orachim Let's go to Orachim It's a good point. No, I like it, Jenny. I appreciate that. Defense. Uh, source number five. And allow me to appreciate how much you want to share, which is great. Vim Me Carry. Okay, says Orachim. Letzad Shemakos Elohim Makos Hamargishos Umakiros Hashkacha. He says these things again. This, this is actually fascinating. These, these lines in the Torah come already a number of psukim in, right? So meaning we started with in and there's a whole bunch of psukim tazayin yudzayin etc. A bad things are going to happen, and then it says and then if you treat it as happenstance, so I'm going to it's going to get worse. So says because what's going on here? He says you're going to experience something negative. Very bad, very negative. What should be your response? I, let me do, let me. I gotta figure better something out. Let me better myself. I gotta do it. I gotta get fascist massive. I gotta sit the rabbi, right? Something happens. What do we do? We, we look inside, right? right? And we, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta work on ourselves, right? And so it says, Orachim, what does Hashem said? If the bad things happen and you don't care, right. what does it mean? It means you don't think that they came from me. Name Telchimi carry that you're not paying attention to, to the messages that I'm sending you. What's going to happen, right? Right? If you're, this is all, it's like in the middle of the process. It's not the beginning. It's once this is started, to, the bad things start to happen. You're like, if you don't, if you don't connect it to me, you don't connect it to holy cow. I should like, I gotta, I gotta do something, right? So then, again, 
you know, uh, Hashem. So, so it's, it's, it, this is not how I am in my relationship with Hashem in the sense that I walk with Hashem Bakari, that I am not only there sometimes. This is how do I look at events in the world or events in my life and events in nationally. How do I respond to them? Do I respond to them? I was like, oh, yeah, again, yeah, whatever. Or do I respond to, holy cow, we should probably get together and do something here. And we should probably turn, turn this thing around. Right? Okay. Um, I think that's an ideal way for somebody to respond, but that's not always a realistic expectation of somebody that they'll embrace it with Ahavas Hashem and find what, what they need to do and work. I, I, just, I think it's a very idealistic... It's hard. Yeah, people like, 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 Except Tochachai is something they need to. She should look in herself now and see how no, she just strengthened her relationship with Hashem after what yeah, Hashem well, did to her. Uh, no, wait, 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 to me, not... that's such a like idealistic, <laughs> unrealistic. I don't blame your grandmother. I, I don't think I'd be any different. Like, how could you blame? I, I just, I'm saying this is like saying that person's so horrible. How could they respond like that? That's what Hashem's saying. How could you respond to these troubles? That's what Hashem says. Like this, and I'm what saying, says I don't how you respond that that's realistic. Right? I don't think that's a fair. Yeah. Very difficult, but I think I see that all the time. Rabbi, when, we just when had a Hasna Satora in CBA for Donnie Moore. So Chaim lived. They had this huge program in Israel. They were really bad times. Let's start talking about conversation. I feel like people rise to the occasion all the time. No, but I think it's not fair to expect everybody to always rise to the occasion that you're going to Right. Okay. So you have to know the person, right? Everybody That's saying, hard. And, 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 right. You, know, you have to so know the child, know the person. It's not. So I think, you know, I, they always say like, "Oh, Hashem tests you," and then the joke is, "Oh, well, he tested the wrong person," right? It's like not everybody can withstand a test. It's not a fair. I don't know. All right. Whatever. No, I Sorry. no I, <laughs> no. I think you're making a good point. This is the this is the struggle with this, right? This is very much. If you read the text and you read the Rishonim, it is very much a. These bad things happen because we did bad things and need to do tshuva, right? Certainly on a national level, there's no question. Right. It's a good question if this is all true, because I, I would, we've talked about this many times before, that I don't think, and I think I'm correct, that we don't say when, because there are times when bad things happen to good people or bad things happen to us for reasons we don't, that are not because we did it in Vera. It's not like I did an Avera and therefore bad thing happens to me. Shem gives us Nisiyonos for other reasons. Right? There are times when as individuals, things, that's what I think I mentioned to you a, a few weeks ago, that, that point that Rabbi Tversky made, right? that, that um, at one point I was talking about Segulos and I said, you know, it's hard to, to tell people, you know, why do people like Segulos? Why do we like to make a key in the Chala? Right, because so, but he made such an interesting ha'ara to me. He said such such, such interesting because you know why people turn towards that? Because if you say to somebody, let's let's work on something here inside in this in, in myself, right? So what's the implication? The implication is that's because the thing that happened happened because there's something wrong in here. And he said, and that's not necessarily true, right? So we we, we make it a one for one comparison. So if I have to work on myself because this bad thing happened, so it must be the bad thing happened because of something negative inside of me, 
which is not necessarily true. So it is true that, that in the individual basis, it's not always true that the thing happened because I did something bad and therefore I have to respond with, who I'm a bad person, I must respond. It doesn't mean that we don't all still respond with something's happening in my life. Be a good idea to, to use this as an opportunity to, to, to grow. Right? It's, Hashem gave this to me for some reason. Right? So there's a, there's a response for me. But I, I do think that th- this conversation is much more national, probably, in the sense that like, when the nation as a whole is going through these types of experiences, which probably still happens today, and that still happens to us, right? Um, and yes, we respond with things like Tehillim things and whatever when things are going on in Israel. And, you know, you know it's, we, don't, we try not to, to ignore when things are happening to us nationally. Um, but, it's, but even that's hard, right? To, stay, to constantly be attuned and aware. Um, and, it's hard, and it's hard, even if I'm not blaming myself for the negative thing that happens to me, it's hard to respond positively anyways when that negative thing happens. But I do think, I think as we have this conversation, I do think we should, we should split that individual versus national reflection because the truth is that the more we're, I was thinking about it as we were, as we were as putting this together, but the more we're reading it, the more it's seeming to me that that's probably correct even, right? To a certain extent, that we're, we're talking much more on a national level that things are happening to us as a people and we're not responding. Shikar Barkley was like, you know, what are you guys doing? It's right. like a Nevi'im. Like, I never stopped to think about whatever they said in B'nai Yisrael went astray and whatever. And they're, like, lumping... All of us. Millions of people together. Racist. But, like, but, you could but, say it today, right? It could be in Navi today. B'nai Yisrael went astray. Right. right? And you're like, right. oh, my God. Like, right. I, but the I, truth I, is, I, but the truth is, we do believe that as individuals, we have responsibility for the T-board. Yeah. Right? That's definitely true. I mean, even if I'm fine, right? we don't say... I'm fine, leave me alone. Everybody go, everyone else do tshuva. Yeah, that's not our, that's the not our mahalach. We don't care. Okay, fine. But that's, that's why, so that's the, but that's the reason for, you know, for, you know, galvanizing the tzibor to do things at times, right? Whether that's to get the community together to do, take on the new mitzvot, to do whatever we're going to do. It's only one little microcosm of the whole Jewish world, right? Yeah. So then we still have a whole element. Well, it's hard to grab, you know, 13, 14 million people. That's what I'm saying. So I guess we all do the same thing. Was that like that then in the VM when I said Benias Roll? It was easier when we were all living in one country. I guess so. It was definitely easier then. Um, you know, but, but again, I would say, fine. You could say, well, we can't do it for everybody, so we might as well forget about it. Or we could say, we might as well try. Right? Okay. But, but I think it's an important piece here. So look, look, look what Rav Hirsch says. Rav Hirsch writes, and, and, and by the way, even if these responses are national responses as a nation, it doesn't mean it doesn't have ramifications for us as individuals. individuals right? Meaning in terms of our relationship with Hashem. Right? Meaning even if, even if we don't say, and I, and I think that we don't say, for an individual that has, you know, tsara, wow, you did an Avera, you got to do tshuva, right? Even if you don't say that, we, we, st- and we think that's more of a national like, response, let's just say in theory. Um, nevertheless, and by the way, the Holocaust is still a problem, just by the way. But, um, but still, it, this, this language in this conversation about still has personal ramifications for each and every one of us, right? So, so they look at Refersh. Refersh writes, carry derived from kara denotes anything that happens without our intention or beyond our reckoning. Accordingly, it is purely relative, a purely relative concept. Something in itself can be intentional and premeditated, Yet we did not intend or intended or plan it. It just happened to us and came to us by chance. So now he gets to this point. 
What's halach im? Halach imi bekeri. Now, halach im should be understood according to its plain sense to go with someone out of an agreement, to, out of an agreement with him. And our verse expression, describes our relationship with Hashem. We no longer disobey God's will, but fulfill what's required according to His will. In comparison with the extreme stage of defection, this constitutes a turn for the better. However, the word carry is added to holech im. They, they, they don't go together. Holech im means to go with. Carry right. means I'm inconsistent. So w- what's going on here? The meaning of our first sentence is as follows. You're going with me is only carry. You're acting in accordance with my will is not your only intention and is not the result of a decision on your part. Your form- this, is, this is very strong, Musser. Your foremost resolve is not to obey me, not to do only my will. You no longer oppose to my will as a matter of principle. Right? You're not the, this is not the strong-willed six-year-old, right? Um, as a matter of principle, but my will is not important to. Right? It's not that you're opposed, you just don't care as much. Other consi- well, that's apathetic. Right? Other considerations determine your way of life, and you leave it to chance whether this brings you into conflict or in accord with me. Right? Meaning, that refers is really taking this holech imi bekeri. It's like that language is almost m- more biting. Like you say you're holech im, but you're not faker. Right? You're not really there when I need you. You're only there sometimes. You're not. Right? Um, and, that, and that is like, you know, very strict. I, I had a conversation with a, with a young man not a long time ago who was pretty young and not so super mature in his like relationship his ability to have relationships. And he's like, is it a problem that like, when the girl I'm dating wants to hang out, I want to like, go do something else with my friends? And I was like, it's not necessarily a problem, but it might, and if it's like sometimes, I mean, but if it's happening a lot, that like she wants to hang out and you want to go do other stuff and you don't want to be there for her, so you are, holy chimibikeri. You only around when she, it works for you, right? And that's not really a relationship, right? This is a particularly, you know, not mature. Most of the guys that deal with a little older than this, but right. But that's exactly what this is, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm interested, really. So let's go. Well, actually, I got to be somewhere else, right? That response is indicative of the fact that the relationship doesn't matter to you so much, right? It's the it's the bedrock. Of any relationship, right? Certainly a spouse relationship, but really any relationship, right? That I, you know, you know, right? That's like attachment theory, right? As Sue Johnson talks about this in what's called EFT, you know, that, that emotional, emotionally focused therapy. Yeah. She talks, talks about the, the sense connected to attachment theory in, in children with parents, right? What's secure attachment? It's when you, the child can, can leave you and go into school and not cry. Why? Because he knows you're going you're gonna to come back. Because he knows that no matter, even if he's not around, you're there for him at any second. If something happens, he turns around, he knows you're going to be there, right? And, and as we get older, we know that about our parents, hopefully, right? Even when they're not present, we know that they got our back, right? That, that's like that secure, which we don't all have, that secure attachment. And he says the same, she says the same thing with, with a spouse relationship, right? That sense of you are my, you're my person. You're going to be there no matter what. doesn't mean fit always, right? but basically you're always there. Drop of the hat, you're going to be the person who's there for me. That's how we, that's how we feel connected. She talks about the first year of marriage, like creating that secure attachment, that sense that, you know, Chazal told me it's also like, you're not supposed to sleep in, in separate, you know, in separate places the first year. You're always, you know, you know, th- there's that sense of like really, really sticking together all the time to create that sense of security. It's the opposite of Holechim. Right? Holechim is, no, I'll be around when, I'm, when, I'm, when I want to be. Right? It's the, it's the opposite of that, that secure relationship. 
And the Rosh says, like, that's, if you want to have a real relationship with me, then you gotta, it's got to be real, like any real relationship. And it means that sometimes it's annoying and sometimes it's hard and sometimes you don't want to do X or Y or Z thing, right? You don't want to go to the supermarket at 11.30, but like someone's got to get the toilet paper. And so like you go and you do it because that's what it means to be connected and to be there for each other and to be, that's what it's all about. So that, so that holich imi bekeri, according, according to, to uh, Rav Hirsch, is like that exact opposite, right? Of I'll be around when it works for me and Kach says, so that's not a relationship. That's not, then you're not really committed. I'm interested in me. So that's, you know, from a personal relationship with Hashem. Certainly, if that's the way the community, right, or the nation, is with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, so he's like, just forget about it. So I'll be there for you when, you want, when I want to be around, right? Um, it's very, very interesting. But I found one last piece, which I think is just, again, obviously that's an important message for all of us, always, in our, in, 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 in our yadus. And, and I think the, the fact that in relationships it's not always comfortable, not always fun, and not always enjoyable at every moment. Right? The other kasha, they start to ask as you get more into relationships, what if I'm not always excited? I'm like, <laughs> Welcome to life. <laughs> Baruch It ain't always going to be exciting, but that's not the point. Right? It should be generally, you should like, like the person, right? You should like her. But it's not always be exciting. That's, that's okay. That's normal. Right? But, like, but you always got to be there. Even when it's not exciting. Well, right? that's, and that's hard. It also sounds like, so um, when we keep Shabbos, that by saying, oh, I love keeping Shabbos because it's like really rebooting for me. I love being able to take the phones away from the kids. Like, just be mindful that you're really keeping Shabbos because like I told you. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like our first is saying when he says, um, you're acting in accordance with my will. Oh, sorry. Um, is not your only intention. Right. So that especially in this society when we try to be moral and ethical and for us to like come up with our own answers of like, of course, like we should be respectful for our, to our parents. It's so important. Or like, that makes sense that we should... Be careful when so then we're losing, be losing careful some of that, right? Logic because, like, you really need to constantly realize that every mitzvah we do, we do is Hashem says so. and it's to build a relationship with Hashem. But it's funny, though, you're right, but it also says, but also the other part of the Tokha and the other part where Kharish Baruch goes after us is right? you didn't do it, um, and so, like. There's like this balance, and it's a funny thing, right? Yeah. We always talk about, I talk about this a lot, like also a lot, and you should be like, oh, I have to learn the Shema. I have to learn just before learning. I'm like, well, you should probably learn things that you like. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to do it. You know, and there's always this balance of, I, I, you know, I always feel like sometimes we have enough moments of like the need for your Shemaim, we have enough moments where like we need to do things that we don't really want to do, that like it's good to, to like, to embrace the moments when we really like it. You know? But, but real simcha is defined as... Fulfillment and meaning. Right. Yeah, it's connected you're to the simcha one. from it's doing You're, ha- you're happy with it, but I'm saying you're supposed to enjoy it. You're not supposed to be like, oh, I only do it because like, I would you know, stab myself with needles. And like, you know, no, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I think it needs balance, right? Because you also don't want to take yourself down that road of like, a, a, it's, it's only meaningful if it's hard. It's not, right. that's true. Of course right. it's... But my point is, like, there's enough in it. Same way, I'm just saying, same way in a relationship, right? You know, a relationship could be hard all the time. That would be bad. That would not be, that would not be a good, good marriage either, right? You want it to be a balance. If you want to enjoy yourself together and, and enjoy time. And sometimes it's hard, and that's when you show that really, you know, the grit that you're there all the time. Right. But you want it to generally be positive. So, like, you know, we have to, like, we want to, like, cultivate the sense that we enjoy it and that's meaningful to us and that we like it. And this is the life that we want to live. 
and at the same time recognize that. But but, but to be in means that even when it's not, those times when it's not, I want to fight through it anyways. This is like when you said that thing years ago about Friday night. You gave a share for the women. Yeah. Remember, and you said it's yeah. so hard Friday night because you're so tired and you just want to like go to sleep. <laughs> and the kid, but you want to make it like Gishmak. training and fighting yeah. for the kid. <laughs> But it's like, it's exactly like that, you know, like you, you, you have to put the effort in and be happy, but then you get happy because you're making your kids happy. Because right? you're putting the effort and that feels good. It's like, extra, it's like, it's like fitness, right? Like, like to exercise it. Yeah. Like sometimes you don't, but then afterwards you feel good that you did right. because you know, it's really good. Like, and like it's, it's right, like it cyclical goes, and it, yeah. and it, and it, and it fixes itself. Hard can be bisimcha also. It can. I don't that think it has to be a personality. I agree. It's like a lofty goal to do everything besimcha because it's Hashem's will. That's like, you know, like, right? That's the that's the that's goal. goal. It is the goal. Right? It is the goal. It is the goal. Doing it, and I'm so happy to be doing anything. I'm so like, ha- hard, but right. it's, that's what I guess we're striving for is to do everything. You want that goal, but it's hard. We do something called the airport test. Like we call it this, the airport test. Like when we get to the airport, and now we've got six bags of luggage and four kids. And back in the day when it was a double stroller, and we get to the airport and, and it's seats. crazy, yeah, it's and it's frantic. We look at each other and we're like, "Airport test." <laughs> and like, we, That's good. Like we got this. <laughs> we're not gonna fight. Like we got this. Like we really. That's very good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah. That's very good. Uh, so I look at my husband. I'm like, I'm not gonna fight this. <laughs> This is good. This is good. Chizuk, I, should, I should pick these things up. These are good. I want to show you one last thing. I want to show you one last thing from Rebbe Sachs that I actually really liked. And it and it it kind of it kind of brings us all together on the national side in a very interesting way. Because also Rebbe Sachs, what I like about this, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't um, hide from it here. And we're almost over time, so I want we'll finish up with this. But he just he writes like this. Stated with the utmost drama, we're not going to read the whole thing. This is the logic of covenant. Unlike other conceptions of history or politics, covenant seems nothing inevitable or even natural about the fate of a people. Israel will not follow the usual laws of the rise and fall of civilizations. The Jewish people were not to see their national existence in terms of cosmology, written into the structure of the universe, immutable and fixed for all time, as did the ancient Mesopotamians and Egyptians. Nor were they to see their history as cyclical, a matter of growth and decline. Instead, it would be utterly dependent on moral considerations. If Israel stayed true to its mission, it would flourish. If it drifted from its vocation, it would suffer defeat after defeat. It's very powerful. Only one other nation in history has consistently seen its fate in similar terms, namely the United States. And you're like, what? Right? (laughs) If you know history, right? The influence of the Hebrew Bible on American history, carried by the pilgrim, we should ask Rabbi Dr. Mir Salvechik, he's explained all this to us, right? Carried by the pilgrim fathers and reiterated in presidential rhetoric ever since was decisive. Here is how one writer described the faith of Abraham Lincoln. We are a nation formed by covenant, by dedication to a set of principles and by an exchange of promises to uphold and advance certain commitments among ourselves and throughout the world. Those principles and commitments are the core of American identity, the soul of the body politic. They make the American nation unique and uniquely valuable among and to the other nations. But the other side of the conception contains a warning very like the warning spoken by the prophets to Israel. If we fail in our promises to each other and lose the principles of the covenant, we then, then we lose everything, for they are we. Covenantal politics is moral politics, driving an elemental connection between the fate of a nation and its vocation. This is statehood as a matter not of power, but of ethical responsibility, meaning that it's all up to us. Right? And that if we live life the way we're supposed to, says Hashem, then you're going to be fine. 
But if you don't, then I make you no promises that everything will be fine. It's very scary. But it's, it's like a, it's a, it's an, it's an, it's offering us the choice, right? The choice God is saying is in your hands. You are free to do what you choose, but actions have consequences. And then if you skip down where I bold it again, to stay free, a nation must worship something greater than itself, nothing less than God, together with the belief that all human beings are created in his image. Self-worship on a national scale leads to totalitarianism and extinction of liberty. It took the loss of more than 100 million lives in the 20th century to remind us of that truth. Right? But the, the point being that when things... He talks about victim culture also. The sense of when things happen, we say, like, who did this to me and someone else did this to me and it's because of other people who oppressed me, etc. That's not who we are. Because when you do that, then you lose yourself. You lose your sense of responsibility and your sense of being able to fix anything because you just live your life complaining about what other people do to you. Um, but, his, but his point being is that that concept of we are the choices that we make as individuals and as a nation, I think it's fascinating, right? And that's really what this is all about. But I'll end you, I want to end with one positive thing here because it's a lot of not so positive. And this is a shot I saw in Sternbach that I really liked. He quotes it from the Zohar, Okay. You said that Hashem says, if you walk with me, Bikari, Falachti Af Ani Imachem, I'm going to do the same thing to you, which is usually seen as a very negative thing. Okay? Because we said, Hashem basically says, if you do good, great. If you don't, get out of here. I'm not interested in you. Right? And by the way, how's it work in relationships? There are only so many times you can not be around, and your spouse says, get out. And then they're going to say, I'm not interested in you anymore. Goodbye. Right? And they don't come back. Right? So Hashem works a little differently. Right? So what does that mean? I'm also, when Hashem sends us out of, Mitzra, out of Eretz Yisrael, you're walking with me, Vakari, I'm going to walk with you too. Even if you're walking with me, Vakari. This, this is not a Hasidic Shabbat. This is the Zohar. Ukamelach shegirish beno. It's like a like a like a king who sent his son out. Me alav. Vechashash shedovim ozeivim ogazlanim yaviru. Me alav. He's nervous. He's kicked him out of the palace. He's going to get uh, hit by thieves, or, he's, uh, or a lion's going to get him, or a or a bear, or whatever. Maasa. What does he do? Yatsa imam in aretz. He he leaves with him too. He follows him from behind. So too, even when we leave, Hashem also leaves with us. He can't leave us by ourselves. Okay, she Israel, Yeshuvu, and when we're ready, when we're ready to come back, Tashuv Shchini Mahem, Hashem's gonna come back with us too. And that's why, by the way, when we sin, the Shchina leaves Eretz Israel. It's not just that He wants to leave. And say so he wants to leave with us. Because so we leave. <laughs> but the point being, this is the point. Even though, yes, the, the mistakes of Am Yisrael, when we don't follow Kadosh Baruch consistently, and we don't have that commitment, so he says that I'm not interested in that, in, in that relationship, it's not a real relationship. There's no finality. If at any point we decide we want to come back, he says, okay, I'll take you back. That's, that's the God, that's the God, Hashem has a lot more godless, right? But the godless of Hashem, right? That's why he's not like anybody else, right? Is that in the end of the day, when, whenever we decide we want to come back, it's true for any human, any human being, any person, right? Whenever we decide we want to come back, he says, fine, come back. It's pretty good, 
Right? But we're ignoring the rest of the Pesukim. The Vehi Ketiat Chem Gamma. No, Hanami, you're right. The Zohar is taking a deeper right, meaning in that Pasuk. Of course that's not the Pshat in the Pasuk. Of course it's not. But the Zohar says, means, yes, all the bad things Hashem punishes, we know that. Hashem is not a, you know, a, you know, a, a Zaydi who just does kindness all the time. I mean, it's not true. It's not, look on the world. It's not all, you know, just like positive and good every second. We know that. It's not how it is, right? Hashem holds us accountable for things sometimes. We, that's how, that's, life is about choices and it's about, and there's, and there's, and there's you, know, you know, responses to those choices. But, but when we decide to come back to him, he's always there. And that's a very beautiful shot that at least comes out of even the most horrible response. Right? Is there's still within it that message of yes, but when you're ready to come back, I'm 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 with you. And even when I kick you out, I'm actually gonna follow you. Because I don't I don't hate you. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm bummed that you have treated me this way, but I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not going on anybody else. I'm going to hang out and wait until you're ready to come back. And I think that's a very nice, you know. Again, th- th- there's so much more here. And like we said, in terms of the per- personal stuff, in terms of the national, but there's a lot there. And, I, and, it, and I'll just say, it doesn't answer the Holocaust question. I think the Holocaust question is, the, is a question that, that, that befuddled, you know, philosophers for, for decades. It still does. And I thought, like, what do we say as Jews? Do we say, like, so it must be, like, we made Germany, uh, you know, like Yushalayim, like, People said that, but it's not that simple. It's not that simple to say, you know, uh, especially for the individuals who were killed and the children and the, like, you know, 1.5 million, you, you can't even, right? Sage is a thing. So like, I, I don't know what to say for that, to be honest. I don't, I don't have an answer to that. Um, but it doesn't mean that we don't believe that to a certain extent there is this method and there is this process going on in the world. There is in some way that we don't necessarily understand. Um, but it's not our job and it continues to be not our job to say, Hashem did this because of that. We just don't know, right? But it does become our job to say, Hashem did this, and therefore we got to do something. Right? That's, a different, that's different than Hashem did it because of that. We don't know what the because of is. We know Hashem did it, though. And that because Hashem did it, we have to respond to it. It doesn't mean, like you said, I, I don't judge a Holocaust survivor either. I'm not, I'm not going to try. Right? It's a joke. Um, but it doesn't mean that when things happen, we don't say, maybe I should, maybe we should, maybe I should, maybe we all should. Right, take a look and see what we can do, which I think we do see that, that as, a, as a community, as a nation, we do do that. And I think we get tired of it at some time. I mean, tired, not like we get worn out from it. To heal them things, you know, it's only so much, so much time we can like, handle it and keep it going. And, you know, um, but I, th- I think that, that is where this comes from, you know, that our, our necessity to respond at times when things happen. But I think it, kind of, it, but I think it also gives us a, a view of, of Jewish history in a maybe a little bit of a scary way, but also a way that shows that we have this kind of waxing and waning relationship with Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it's our job to kind of find that consistency as individuals and as, and as you know, a community. And that's the hardest thing to find, you know, but that's something we need to do. How much is it really for us to 